what happens in Vegas also happens on this podcast. And we'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. And welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always. Y'all ready for some yodeling? <laughs> what? What did he say? I said, y'all ready for some yodeling? <laughs> uh, we're going to uh, have some really uh, classic Western entertainment for y'all tonight. Uh, and uh, it's my pleasure to introduce uh, this new act. Well, not a new act, but... Uh, new to some of you and introduce this act to you, uh, people who are, may not be familiar with it. Uh, and something I think is um, kind of uh, a throwback to all, all fashion entertainment. So I, I look forward to finding out a little bit about it myself. Uh, before I introduce them in, I say them, it's not just one person as we usually have. We have a, a group of four tonight. Uh, before I introduce them in, I need to kind of briefly talk about my sponsors. We have a new sponsor I'd like to talk about tonight, uh, cardcash.com. You know, when the holidays come and you don't know quite what to get somebody uh the easy thing to do is get them a gift card gift cards right and so uh a lot of people ne never end up using those gift cards and it's a shame it's a waste of money for on both parts and uh you know they sit up and they accumulate and so cardcash.com pro provides an answer to two common questions what do i do with all these gift cards i have sitting around that i got that i'll never use and uh, how can i easily save money well card cash pays for unwanted unused gift cards and then sells those cards at a discount so you can make money and save money so basically the idea is this you sell unwanted or unused uh, gift cards and get some cash for it and if you happen to be in the market for something and uh, know exactly what you want. You can go there and buy cash gift cards uh, for a discounted price and save a lot of money for whatever it is you're trying to buy. So it's cardcash.com, and the link is in the description. Our, use our link and the promo code MINDDOG, and uh, you're going to get a special discount offer, further discount offer. I believe it's 10% off the already low price on the gift cards that they sell. So that's a great deal. Check them out. The link is in the description, cardcash.com. Uh, tonight's program is also brought to you by Audiobooks Now. Um, you know, about the convenience of audiobooks. I don't have to go through this whole spiel every time about how convenient it is to listen to books while you're driving, while you're going around uh, doing your menial tasks during the day. Uh, you can listen to a book. Well, you know about how convenient it is. So, And you know you can get audiobooks just about anywhere on the Internet. So why audiobooksnow.com? Well, the answer is simple. Price point, price point, price point. Audiobooks Now Club Pricing. Club Blaze. <laughs> it's Monday, folks. The lips aren't working yet. Uh, audiobooks now club pricing plan is simply the best deal on audiobooks you'll find it offers a savings and flexibility not found anywhere else with their save on everything discounts rollovers exclusive offers <laughs> loyalty program incredible selection and cancel anytime policy it simply cannot be beat plus get a free premium audiobook on select files plus they're gonna up the deal 
right now. If you click on the link tonight, you'll start a 30-day free trial of their club pricing plan, normally $4.99 a month. It's absolutely free for 30 days to try. If you're not happy at any time during that 30-day period, you just cancel and you won't be charged a penny. Link is in the description. I sure do appreciate you patronizing our sponsors. It's audiobooksnow.com. Before I um bring my guests in, uh, just today I uh, on, on the afternoon program, I kind of mentioned it. It's very surreal right now for me to be doing a podcast featuring musicians and filmmakers and comedians and authors uh, when it feels like at any moment uh, the whole world could be burning down. Uh, and it's a very strange time. It's been a very strange time since... Um, the lockdown stuff with COVID, and I, I know my guests tonight are in, in south of Vegas, where they probably don't have much of a lockdown. But here in the Northeast, and and probably where you are tonight, uh, wherever that might be, it's probably been a, an anxious time for the last year anyway, before the events of the last week. So it's a really surreal time to be talking about entertainment and uh, and and the arts and stuff like that. And what's the point if the whole world's going to go to hell (laughs) this week anyway? I'm hoping for the best, but it's a really anxious and and strange time for me. So I just uh, put that out there because it's part of the mindset that I'm dealing with as I go through this very surreal week. We do have a bunch of great guests lined up for this week. A couple of comedians for the next couple of nights, uh, tomorrow night and Wednesday night, we have Steve Bluestein and um, Don Smith, Great comedians, uh, but, you know, Don Smith is going to be here Wednesday night after the inauguration. Who knows what kind of atmosphere we'll be living in. And so, uh, you know, keep me fingers crossed and hope for the best. But it's a very strange and anxious time. And I hope we get through this week and then maybe things will will be brighter next week and we'll be uh, feeling a little bit better about the world. I know, uh, you know, it's been it's been a tough year and a half or so. (laughs) Seems like been a tough year this week uh tonight's program as i mentioned i said uh, are you y'all ready for some yodeling <laughs> uh mama's wranglers uh the jackson family band and cloggers out of las vegas nevada will be uh the pinnacle of entertainment for any event they are one of the most sought after acts and have performed in 49 states canada and Europe. They sing some old-time Western music, Clog, and America's yodeling darling 19-year-old Skylar will bring down the house. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's open our ears, open our minds, and help me welcome in Mama's Wranglers. Welcome, folks. Hi, It's great to have you here. That was, that was beautiful, all in, in harmony, the hello. Can we do that again? We try whenever we can. We're just harmonized. It's just natural. So I, I have to start off with a very simple, and I'm a, I'm known for for being like OCD and finding um, problems, and I found one already that I'm confused about. I went on your website, and I see now tonight we have four of you, but on the website there's a picture of five of you, all the pictures, all the high res photos of five of you. What's the deal? Is it four or five? There's four of us now. <laughs> um, truth be told, Mama's Wranglers at one point had seven of us because I have six children and all six children were part of the band at one time or another. So um, they've just moved out, gone on to other things. And so now this is Mama's Wranglers, the three kids and me, of course, Mama. Can you introduce everybody so we, we have all the names? So the oldest still with the band is Tess. And she is married and 
She plays the banjo, banjo the fiddle, mandolin, drums, keyboard. Yeah, a little bit of everything. <laughs> and then next in line is Graydon, and he he's our guitar player, but he also plays fiddle, keyboard, drums, and he's a clogger. And then the baby in the family is Skylar, who, like you said, is 19, and she can't wait to be 20. <laughs> uh, well, I, I want to get older. <laughs> she doesn't I, I, want to turn 20 because she feels like it's going to be more responsibility. You're absolutely right. I, I said several times on this program, I've had uh, midlife crises starting at 20. Then I had another one at 30. I had another one at 40, another one at 50. And another one at 50. <laughs> it's not uh, going to end, Skylar. Just be prepared. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Every, every zero year seems to be a crisis moment <laughs> when, when it turns to that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the amount of instruments you play now, uh, are you all self-taught? Is it is it in the blood? What What's going on there? Yeah, it's a little of everything. I would definitely say a lot of it's in the blood because she's very musical. And so, and then she taught piano lessons for a lot of years. So we just kind of grew up with that musical training just as we were growing up. So I think, yeah, a lot of it's just natural. But no, we, we, have, to, we have to practice really hard. And, and, um, and uh, I did hire teachers yeah. through the years. And um, because teachers know more than moms. And so I hired plenty of teachers through the years. We still hire an occasional vocal lesson here or there and instruments if we need something or help on it. Um, we work with a, choreography, a choreographer um, that helps out with a lot of our stuff as well. But we do um, a lot of our own choreography for the clogging. And, um, and then... Often they as siblings would see their their brother or their sister playing something else and they would think, I want to learn how to play that too. So they would just go pick up the instrument and that's where the self-taughtness comes in. They they impressive. Very, yeah. very impressive. I play a lot of instruments myself, uh none of them well. Uh, I, uh, I I I play for recording, so if I can play uh, a part on an instrument for recording and get by with it, but I would never call myself a saxophone player, even though I've recorded saxophone parts and stuff like that. Okay, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it, it's interesting to me now. Are you, uh, Tony, you were you are the the matriarch of this family. Were you uh, in bands and stuff before you got married and before you had children and stuff? And was this always part yeah. of your life? Yeah, I grew up playing the piano as well and then loved playing um, the piano, but also loved being part of it. In the fifth grade, I started taking cello lessons and I really loved the cello. I really loved playing with orchestras, so with a group of people. So from the time I was in fifth grade, I was playing in groups and found how much I loved that, the part of you know, everybody playing different parts and the harmony that instruments can do and 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 all the different things that could be going on in a huge orchestra. And so I wanted that for my children. So as they were born and um, I started teaching them piano, then I thought I don't want them to get bored with just piano. So we branched out into fiddles and then fiddles became guitars and banjos and mandolins and then we started working with a gentleman who said, you have all the qualities to be a band. And so we put together our own family band, 
started doing a lot of that. And then one day the kids came home from lessons and they said, mom, mom, you got to hear this. And I was, I sat down, I was prepared to hear this great instrumentation production and they started singing in three-part harmony. Now, mind you, they were like 12, 10, 8, 6. So they were little and I had never taught them to sing. So it was pretty amazing to me, blew me away. And so then we just added that to the show and then the dancing came along. And so that was added. And then when Skylar was six years old, I had gone through the ranks with all the other kids and said, Hey, we need some yodeling. And all of them were like, mm -mm, I'm not doing that. So Skylar was only six. She didn't know any better. So I'm like, Skylar, will you, will you learn to yodel? And she says, okay. She didn't even know what it was. <laughs> would, I, would I be putting you on a spot if I asked her to give, give the audience a, just a short little sample of some yodeling? Oh, no, I would love to. putting her on the spot, but she loves to be on the spot. She loves to be the center <laughs> of attention. Just so you know, I am the star of the show, despite sure. what Brayden would have you believe. He thinks because he's the only boy on stage that he's the star of the show, but No. <laughs> Okay, Skylar, let's hear something. Uh, all right. <clears throat> oh my God, that was amazing. Now, Thank you. can that be taught? Did did you? Like you don't go for yodeling lessons. How do you how do you pick that up? <laughs> actually, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, when I was uh, like mom said, when I was six years old, she did take me to a yodeling instructor, but I only ever had one lesson. Uh, the rest was self taught. I would just listen to some other yodeler online or on a CD, and then I would just replicate their yodel. <laughs> <laughs> my my singer just said, "Excellent, I'm doing that the next gig." No, no, you're not. Uh, um, hey, I want to hear that. Yeah, no, you don't want to hear that. Uh, <laughs> so, so, uh, who who would you listen to to pick that stuff up? Because you know, I think of when I hear that, I kind of think of real old time country, like you know, uh, Jimmy Rogers and, and Hank Williams and stuff like that. Where right. who do you listen to? Where who are your influences? Uh, recently, I'm doing a song done by Roy Rogers, and I actually really love his yodeling. But I've also taken, um, I've also listened to like Patsy Cline, as well as one of the big ones I listened to for a while was Taylor Ware. Um, so yeah, just a whole bunch of different old, old timey, usually yodelers um, in old country. But yeah. <laughs> Very, very cool stuff. Tony, where did you grow up? Did, were you originally from the Vegas area? Is that? Is no, that I was born in Utah, but we moved all over the place. I lived in Wyoming and Montana, Idaho. Um, so I don't, I don't really have a home state until we moved here to Las Vegas area and haven't moved since. So we love it here. We we're tennis players. So we love that we can play tennis year round. In fact, we had a match. Oh, we, we had a match. Yes. <laughs> I, I played with him yesterday. Today, we had a match, and we were 
wearing tank tops because it's so gorgeous. It was in the 70s. Today. All right. All right. Enough of that. We don't, <laughs> we don't need to hear about how nice it is in, uh, in other places. Um, the reason I asked where you were from originally, because a lot of that yodeling influence is thought of as like Appalachia music. And uh, although every place you mentioned there that you had grown up, those are steeped in country music. I would I always associate uh, yodeling with, you know, Tennessee and, and West Virginia and places like that, Kentucky maybe, but uh, right. certainly certainly not out West because I think of, of Western swing when I, uh, so do you incorporate any of that Western swing stuff? Because where you are now, that's, that's a, the, uh, you know, the, the uh, where, where that music comes from is that uh, Southwest right. corner there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So does so anybody we- play pedal steel? Oh, steel guitar. A, a little bit of steel. <laughs> she wouldn't say she's a professional yet, but it's what she got for Christmas this year. Um, and But no, it, I guess it was more for, oh, it was your birthday yeah. in September. And wow. so she, she just, again, self-taught. She watched some videos, watched another guy play it. And she's like, I can do this. So she just... Learned how to do it, taught herself. Yeah, it's really fun, but I think I prefer to play the banjo. It's 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 got to be one of the most difficult instruments I ever tried to play, and it's because it, it requires a uh, a real delicate and and gentle touch. But you you know you really have to be you have to really maintain the feel with it because me, I'm just a, a, a real hard player to begin with. So I like strum really hard. I play really hard. And for that instrument, you you really have to finesse it a little bit. So it's always been sure, one sure. that I've struggled with. And, but it is key to that Western swing sound. Now uh, the clogging, <laughs> you're all over the place with, with the old timey stuff, the clogging, where does that fit in? Were you, or were you, did mom teach you all that or did, <laughs> No, actually, the uh, she took us to an instructor, and the instructor sent her home. She was slowing the rest of us down. So. <laughs> I wanted to learn, too. So <laughs> I went to the lessons with them, and the teacher was like, uh, you need to go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Amazing. It, it, it's, uh, so the, uh, with COVID going on, I'm imagining that you're not touring because it says you've been to Canada in 49 states, and I'm wondering which is the one you you didn't play, but either Hawaii or Alaska. But uh, I am imagining you're not touring right now, right? You're not going anywhere. You're staying home in this one uh, uh, place uh, that uh, – what's it called? The Fairlight? Is that what it's called? Firelight Barn. Uh, Firelight. Uh-huh. Is that the company business? Do you own That's- that? So yeah, we do. We we um, opened it ourselves. So we are the owners, and we are actually family owned and operated as well. And yeah, we opened it in 2015 because in 2014 we did 350 shows all out on the road. So we were not home very much that year at all. And you know, we have horses, and the kids have um, other people dating and friends that they and want to I, see. And I had my husband. Yeah. Right. So it was difficult to be gone from home so much to that extreme. And so we thought we've got to think of something else as the kids get got older. And I knew that they would be wanting to get married and so forth. And so we opened the dinner theater specifically. And as we had toured across the country, we had taken every opportunity to go and see other dinner, Western dinner shows. 
And um, we just loved the atmosphere. We loved um, the music part of it. We loved, you know, the good old barbecue. And so we opened in 2015. And um, but just in end of 2019 is we when we finally were able to purchase our building. And so we just love that we can do whatever we want now. And but during 2020, when COVID shut us down, we started um, doing a lot of live stream and broadcasting so that we could still stay in touch with our with our people because we weren't touring at all. And right. so we were very um, feel very fortunate to be on your show tonight. So thank you so much for having us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Believe me, I, I'm I'm loving it. Um, but it would seem to me like that's a dream come true because you know, as you met, had mentioned, like life on the road can be exhausting and take all, the life out of you. But to be able to do that, most people can't do that because or stay home like you are now, uh, performing every weekend in your own place because, uh, you know, you you do that every weekend. After a while, pe- people in the area seem to know you, but in Vegas is the one place or the Vegas area is the one place in the world where you always have an influx of tourism to kind of keep the audience fresh. So uh, it just seemed like the stars are in your favor and set that up for you. And it it does seem like a dream come true to any musician who's lived a life and and knows what it's like to be out on the road to say, well, you can have the best of home life and entertaining and you can't get, it doesn't get any better than that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the joy about, uh, working with your family, that's a great thing too. I mean, to be able to sing and make music with your family, does it ever get, um, not so nice? Do you ever have like civil ri- sibling rivalries or arguments? <laughs> oh, yeah. Rivalry with him because he always tries to say that I'm not the star of the show. Well, you know, the star of the show stands in the center You're of the not stage. You're standing in the middle. And I stand in the center of the no. stage. So clearly... There's four of us. There's no center. <laughs> but see, I'm closer to the center than she is. That's because I have a giant piano in front of me. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could get this started. Um, <laughs> there you go. A little bit of rivalry sometimes. Every once in a while. Let me go it's grab okay. a referee shirt. I'll be right back. Um, so yeah, that that's interesting. Because I know even like in most bands, there's generally some... But is there serious, you don't get into serious, like, yeah, I mean, over the music, over the arrangements, over who should sing what, and any of that stuff, do you ever, like, get into real serious arguments over that stuff? You, you know, I think that there could be that possibility, potentially. Um, however, we have really tried to work together on, it's not always going to go my way. Right. It's not always going to go her way. And so if we can just see the value of what everybody adds to the table and take away, you know, that from it, um, it's, it makes it so it's not all like how I would see it anyway, as we appeal to audiences with a whole bunch of different personalities and different tastes themselves, then our audiences can be sitting all together in the same show. And one will fall in love with him and come up to me after the show and say, Oh, my gosh, he's like the star of the show and somebody else will come up to me and fall in love with her. And, you know, most of the time they say I'm the star. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, there there are always going to be differences, um, just like in any relationship um, or any company, there's going to be, you know, some friction. Um, But at the end of the day, we always try to make sure that we're the best of friends before we leave. And 
it, it's worked out so far. 20 years now we've been performing together. Wow. That's a, that's a real long time. Yeah. I, I, we're about 20 years in, in my current band as well. And, and, um, but I'm old. I started it. I think I was 41 when I started okay. oh, 41 and a half, but, uh, very interesting. Graydon, are you the only son? Or is, or, or, uh, no, there's one more son, but he doesn't perform, um, with the band. So I'm the only guy in the band. Which is nice, you know. You have a monopoly. Yeah. Uh, I have to see what, all what, those songs. But what, yes, I do. I I have to I have to come through on all the low stuff. That's for sure. Like Johnny Cash, he has to sing all that stuff. Mm. Really cool. Uh, how low can you go? Um, I've never I've never measured. Um, uh, not real low. I'm I'm not nearly as low as some of those other guys out there that that can really go low. I just yep. can go low enough to hold it down. In country pop. Surprisingly, there have been a few people that have come along, and uh, um, Josh Turner, I believe, is the guy's name. Right. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, the low voice started to become in fashion again after it was. It was you know, guys stuck forever were trying to sing the high notes, and and uh, the baritone singer went out of style as far as pop music, pop country, for a while. But I'm gl- I'm glad to see it back. Uh, yeah. But the reason I asked if you were the only son, I mean, what's it like with all that female energy? Sometimes can that get uh, a little overwhelming for you uh, dealing with so I just learned really quickly that whatever the girls say goes. And it makes it really nice. (laughs) He just thinks he's the boss, so he always gets his way. (laughs) Do you do do, uh, any original music? You write music? A little. We've done a um, few original songs or we've had people that have got an idea and written songs for us. And mm-hmm. so then they give us the rights and everything. So we do some original music. Um, we, we mostly do cover tunes. Our audiences really love that they can just sing along with songs that they grew up with from the farm or back in the day. And so we find that we do a lot of, um, we'll do requests if we know they're, music you know that they're requesting so well i've i've done many requests even if i don't know them uh and, yeah. and that, that <laughs> yeah we and that's common i mean for the last 20 years every week i mean at least at least three or four songs of people requesting songs that we have no idea how to play but we're gonna do oh. it anyway. we're gonna do I it anyway it. uh <clears throat> it gets your way through it and it comes out okay uh right. or it doesn't and it's a train wreck but it's sure. Um, how do you uh, go about selecting the songs that you can sing now? Is, is it just what what you can sing well? What or it, do you have like uh, do you go by like you know we would pick one from this era, one from this this era, or a particular artist? What's the process of normally we we'll write like we'll have a title for the show and then we try and do a story. We try and tell a story throughout the whole show. So like the show we're running right now in our theater is called The Good, The Bad, and The Wranglers. And so we have a little bit of good songs, some bad songs, and then some Wrangler songs, like songs we grew up with and stuff. So we try and draw a story through it. That's that's pretty cool. Now, do people get up and when you're doing the, the dancing stuff, do people get up and dance along with you? Is it, is, is it like, do people like or sit there quiet and pol- uh, pol- quietly? Our governor has banned dancing in the state of Nevada. So. <laughs> oh, really? Well, you know, it's supposed to be that here, but 
it hasn't worked out that way. I've been playing gigs every weekend. People dance, they get up and dance. They're not supposed to be dancing, but they do. And, you know, it's not that heavily. I always thought Las Vegas was, would be more open. I, I was under the impression that you were a lot more open than the rest of the country right now. Are you not? No, uh, a lot of entertainment. There's a lot that still haven't opened back up again. They're starting yeah. to open little bits of things or like the smaller theaters, but it's just with all the COVID restrictions and only at 25% occupancy, the overhead for some of those large um, stadiums or um, theaters. theaters, they yeah. just they can't do it. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Wow. Uh, I did not know that. I, I, and I think a lot of other people are in the same boat as me is thinking that uh, and for whatever we heard on the news reports that Las Vegas was probably the most open city. But you're not in the city proper, are you? Right. We're in Henderson, which is just southeast of Vegas. But, you know, the casinos are opened. Um, but again, limited things in the casinos and even some of the casinos like station casinos, all their casinos are not even open because they just can't, there's not enough tourists coming in to keep all the casinos open. So, wow. That's gotta be so weird, especially for people who live out there and are so used to seeing so many strangers come there, uh, you know, all, all the time must feel like a ghost town. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wow, that's that's really. I'm sorry to see that, and uh, you know, all I can do is hope this stuff gets better. Want to play uh, your demo video if that's all right for the folks? So they, all right. okay. So uh, anything we need to set this up, or I can just hit play. Just play it. Okay. Mama's Wranglers. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, uh, what strikes me now in watching that demo, uh, are there a lot of costume changes in the show? <laughs> we, we've gone through a lot of costumes over the years. That's for sure. But, but during the, one, one show, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and the, the hats, are they all Stetsons? No, no. <laughs> I, I, maybe I, one day. <laughs> yeah, I've taken so much abuse from uh, hats that I, I wore in music videos that weren't Stetsons and something. People watch them, and uh, the guys would just look for that. Like, I don't see no brand name on that hat. Uh, and uh, again, where I'm from, I'm I'm in New York, uh, so uh, that that kind of music is not exactly. Um, popular up here it's not like there's like there's no country stations where i am and you mentioned like dinner theater um country musical dinner theater i don't think there's any in anywhere in my area that i know about in you know in the northeast here uh so uh i have to come back to that what's the one state you haven't performed in is hawaii or, or alaska 
Hawaii. Hawaii. I would think you you would do well there. I would think because they are very uh, much an entertainment based thing. But you know, everybody's doing the the luau stuff and yeah. something different. You guys would be like huge and usually uh, uh, within your own element. The biggest goldfish in in a, a uh, uh, I guess uh, piranha bowl or something. <laughs> I'm objecting for analogies, but no, I would think you would do extremely well there. No. Yeah. You know, I think I, I hear what you're saying. What I had intended um, was for us to get there in 2020. But then, of course, you know, um, so but I was really trying to focus on gigs for like elementary schools where we could introduce them to Western atmosphere, because, yeah, I think that they get inundated with the luau's and, you know, that kind of culture culture. And I thought it would be great to be exposed to the Western. And um, but then I found out that there are a lot of um, ranches there, a lot of horse riding, um, which I would have not. I Again, I haven't ever been there, so I wouldn't have known that. But um, but I think that the locals would appreciate it. Yeah, the tourists know because they're going to see you right. know the Hawaiian stuff. But. But the tourists or the the locals, I think, would really appreciate it. It would be like something different for them. So we're hoping maybe since it didn't happen in 2020, it will happen for 2021. Yeah, uh, and we're hoping everything comes back to, to normal in 21. I, I hope uh, I hope it does. But I, you know, again, I just think you would be uh, outstanding and and really stand out among a million luau acts and and you know hula hula girls and, and then just to see an old timey uh, country western uh, entertainment would be something really unusual and unique, and that's what that's what really kind of uh, gives it the value point um so where is uh because you mentioned musical dinner theater and I'm, I'm wondering where are like the common places outside of vegas that you would think uh is it like branson missouri type or or tennessee or nashville and where, where, where we would perform at yeah Oh, or different different places of different Western. different places that you know because you said you played around the country. I'm wondering okay. where dinner musical dinner theater that would uh, feature country western music. Where will we find that in the USA today? <laughs> so, so we've we've just found them dotting across the United States. So um, Midwest, there's um, you know, but again, they're not a common thing. So right. they are unusual and. So, you know, you can just do Google searches and you can find them throughout the um, throughout the United States. Yeah, not very many up in your area for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, I could think uh, it would go over well here, though, if it happened to you. It's just people don't think about that stuff up here. But I would think if, if it were uh, happening, because I know when we play country music and line dancing is still huge here. Whenever we play anything that people can line dance to, even if it's not a typical line dance song, people will start line dan- dancing to it. Uh, That's what to- they do. Yeah, they do that here too. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you have line dancing. Do, do you have that kind of thing where uh, you ever do those kind of things where there's line dancing classes and stuff where when you guys perform or not? Not not when we're performing, but we, we have tried again um, to offer dancing or different things. So to get different people out and we'll have a dance here, call it a hoedown or something and have um, some, some 
it, um, dance instructors, not just line dance, but maybe a two-step or something else that goes. Square dance. We had square dancers once. was a lot of fun. Yeah, we learned uh, the square dancing is really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, do I, I've been calling you Mama's Wranglers and not saying the Jackson Family Band because uh, I think you probably know that. Uh, there's another Jackson family band that's been around since I was a kid. And uh, <laughs> it's probably not the same style of music. <laughs> right. Right. But, Although we have had good success doing occasional Jackson song, Jackson well, really, five songs. Really? That would be interesting. Do you do it with a country flavor or do you? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> a little bit, but she really got the Michael Jackson moves down and it was <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah, she did uh, a little medley of Michael Jackson songs and started off with, I think, ABC and like went into Man in the Mirror. Wow. I'd like to hear uh, Beat It done on a fiddle. <laughs> Beat It done Western style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very cool. Uh, so uh, what, what about the future plans now? I know it's a difficult to even make plans, but I guess the plan is just to stick home and, and do the, uh, the stuff at your, at your uh, dinner theater, right? Right. Keep building uh, the business here and uh, keep building not only just the dinner show, but our virtual stuff as well, because we found that there's so many people out there that are just looking for a ray of sunshine on whatever, a weekly basis or something. And so we can provide that for people. We can give um, music, which I think is a powerful thing for people and um, put smiles on people's faces. That's always been if you ask any one of them, even apart from me, you know, by themselves, um, what is it that you love about performing? They will say, we love to see smiles on people's faces. So if we can bring some happiness and joy to people and make their day better and um, give them something to look forward to on a weekly basis, then our job is is done. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, it, it, it's it strikes me, you know, the where can people find the, the, the live events anyway? And do you have any plan coming up? Yeah, so um, every Tuesday we do a live show that's free. Um, it's just on our website, firelightbarn.com. Um, or they can also find us on Facebook when, when we live stream it there too. And that's um, uh, a little bit more we interact with um, chat and, and talk to the people that get on and everything. Um, and then we always have two songs that we play that um, that duel for the evening to see. And then the, the audience, the people that are watching, get to pick which of the songs is their favorite. Um, and then every weekend um, we have our shows. Um, like Tess said, the show that's going on right now is The Good, The Bad, and The Wranglers. And those you can watch on our website and you have to create an account and sign in and, and purchase them to watch those shows. Um, but those are on a, a weekly basis as well. Um, anytime we're doing a show um, on the weekends. Okay. Let me make sure I got this right. So uh, firelightbarn.com is where they're going to find the live events, right? And Correct. That's that's Tuesday night because there's two websites here and then there's mom, mama's .com, and that's where they sign up for, for the, uh, the other shows or no, they're, they're both on firelight barn. Uh, mama's wranglers just, uh, is more gives information and stuff about the group, um, to, to watch any of the live stuff, then it's firelightbarn.com that you go to. 
Very cool. So I got to ask just the technical stuff, and this might bore the audience, but I have to. I have to because I'm curious. What do you, oh, when you're doing the shows? Are you doing like a three camera thing? Is there like a director making switches or anything, or is it you set up one camera in front of the stage and ha- how's it work? <laughs> um, for for the um, for the the two song showdown, then um, there's generally one main camera, and then depending on what we're doing, there's uh, normally secondary cameras. Um, for the um, for the live shows on the weekends, then yeah, there's um, there's yeah two that we um, adjust to to be able to get the different angles of what's going on and stuff uh, for the show. Interesting. Um, do you do you get a a lot of satisfaction of, out of doing those uh, live streaming shows, or is it a little bit weird for you? Tell me what the experience is like for you as you, for the performer, uh, compared to like a regular live show. Or do do you get the same feeling from it? Well, it was really interesting the first time uh, we did an online show without an audience um, because, yeah, we're we're used to feeding off the energy of the crowd, so we're like smiling <laughs> at nothing <laughs> except for a camera. Um, so it was a little bit awkward at first, but it was just fun to see people commenting while we're performing. Um, and that's what our two song showdown, like Rain said, is really focused around is the interaction. Whereas now we are having live audiences while we stream on the weekends. So we can still feed off the energy of a crowd as well as, you know, have it live streaming. So, right. yeah, so it's it's not it's not very difficult and you can definitely feed off the energy coming from people's comments coming in uh, like on Tucson Showdown. So it's really a lot of fun. Your audiences, are they uh, more your mom's age or your age? <laughs> um, um. <laughs> what do you mean by mom's age her 29 years of age or her plus years <laughs> uh, she thinks i'm really old by the way <laughs> no it's yeah. old you're ancient <laughs> oh. um, yeah. they uh our audiences are mom's age mostly up. seniors yeah really uh so kid, kids aren't into the the, the country western music these days <laughs> So we've had we've had a lot of, of young kids come and they always enjoy they always enjoy the shows. They always have a good time. Um, I think but so. They they're coming with like their, their grandparents or something. Um, and so that that's really what generally our audiences are. Yeah, I would think, you know, they're not younger people are not ex- exposed to it as much. But once they are, I would think they would enjoy it a lot. You know, uh, I play my band is uh, what I, I would really call it an oldies band because I'm old, but it's the music I grew up with. And so but when there are young people and we, we play from two to ninety two, really, that's our audience. And when there are kids in the audience, they really enjoy uh, some of the music, I, I can't, it, it still boggles my mind how some of that stuff works because I would have never been into the music my parents like, much less my grandparents. But right. we see a lot, a lot of that these days. So that's why I asked. I'm just curious what, what the, uh, um, audience is like now with the live streaming thing something i I found interesting i had uh stephen page on the show who was a saxophone player for the band pink floyd you know band pink floyd yeah Uh, and he's been developing this technology with the streaming stuff which i think is is 
okay, it makes it a lot more enjoyable, and it's it, it provides what you mentioned in that you can get the audience feedback live. It's basically a wall of video where the audience you see the audience members in their homes uh, and sitting on their couches or sitting, and they you hear the applause at the end of the show and all that stuff. So it's you're doing a live stream, but they're actually it's actually like five hundred televisions or whatever or or video oh, interesting. <laughs> full full of people that you're actually playing for it's got to be expensive to do it that way but it, it seems to me that would be the closest thing to doing a, a real show with that you know and get that energy feed uh, audience feedback which you know let's face it that's what you that's what fuels you it's it's the applause off of one song feeds feeds you into the next song and that's what keeps the show really feeling high energy and and really resonating with people right yeah yeah so uh tony talk to me about a little bit before because we i know i'm keeping you along but uh i'm just interested in this in um because you're a business person now you you got into this because you loved music and you loved your family and all this stuff and then it became a business uh does does that change the dynamic at all for you does it become less enjoyable now you're doing things that you know, you didn't get into this. Well, you didn't want, want to become a bookkeeper and a a, a, uh, a venue manager and all this stuff, or maybe you did. I'm just guessing. But does it change the dynamic of of why you got into this and the pleasure aspect of it for you? Oh well, absolutely, it has changed the dynamics through the years. Um, of course, you know when they were first just little kids, musicians, and um, we were just doing local things, and then it changed a little bit more when I took them out on the road. And so then I was adding not just the music part of it, but adding, we have to, I have to have a cowboy hat for each one of them. Speaking of cowboy hats and they weren't Stetsons because we left one in every single state we performed in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, you know, thinking about those and then the logistics of finding hotels for the next stop or, you know, so it, it just became a, bigger um, mantle for me to, to bear it as you will. And then, um, yeah, then adding the dinner theater on top of it, it has just, you know, added another hat that I need to put on, but it is now as we're growing the business um, time to hire people to do some of those things now. So hire a bookkeeper, hire, you know, um, people to do the less enjoyable jobs for us so that we can just focus on, the entertainment part of it. That's what we love. That's what we thrive on. And so that's where I see it continuing to go go for the future. Right. The reason I ask that is pretty much, I know, uh, because I have a big part of my audience is creatives. And and I know a lot of people hearing your story out there are jealous, envious, whatever you want to call it, of the situation you find yourself in now. And I kind of want to to point out that, you know, it doesn't come out without some sacrifices along the way. And it's not all like uh, a bed of roses. There are, there are, there's a lot to get to where you, you are right now in the perfect situation that most people think you have uh, and will trade places with really are envious of in that situation you've created for yourself. Uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't easy, I'm sure. And it wasn't a bed of roses. It took a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication, right? Right. There's a lot of sleepless nights on my part. I'm the last one to go to bed. I'm the first one up in the morning because there's always stuff that needs to be got, done, whether that's um, responding to emails, returning phone calls, um, getting the costumes designed or, you know, so yeah, it's, 
it's a lot of, of a lot of hard work. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate to give you one more thing to do, but have you thought about a memoir? Because <laughs> it's, it's a really great story. I, I think it would be it, it would be a, a great not maybe not a New York Times bestseller, but it would be a, a very good in, human interest story. And I think it'd be a very successful book in there. I, I have been asked by countless people. And so I've tried to keep journals and I, I have photo albums of all of them and pictures of, you know, everything. Um, and we have a little short autobiography as well as, you know, many recorded CDs that we've done through the years. We have a couple DVDs that we've recorded through the years. And so it, it is a start, um, our little simple autobiography that I wrote. Um, doesn't go into a lot of detail, but eventually, yeah, I would, I would love to be able to do that. And, um, and, and I do think that people would be very interested. I mean, I can't tell you even half of the interesting stories that we have had through the years <laughs> that would make very good chapters in our book. <laughs> uh, I can imagine. Uh, now with the traveling around, uh, what did you do that by your motorhome, uh, bus, uh, Jet, you know, when you when you were traveling around, uh, had, had... <laughs> I wish we had a jet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we traveled in a big um, eleven passenger van, and we pulled a big trailer behind, so it was a lot of um, hours on the road. Uh, we didn't fly. The only place that we flew was when we performed in Europe, and I vowed I wouldn't fly again. So that's why Graydon always says we'll perform in Hawaii when they build that bridge to Hawaii. Um, it, you know, the airlines are just, it, it's just hard when you're transporting a lot of instruments and then you have the sound equipment on top of that. So for us to fly, it just wouldn't work. And so we would just drive everywhere. You could take a cruise ship to Hawaii, just by putting that out there. There you go. There you go. Do you have the contacts for us? <laughs> the connection? I might, uh, you know, with all the people who've been guests on the show, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that there's a connection in there somewhere. I, I actually, uh, one of my guests uh, was <laughs> was on a cruise ship. He was performing on a cruise ship when COVID uh, happened. He was in, I think, Thailand or something, and they locked down the Princess boat. And he was pretty famous for it. They, it was all over the news because he escaped. He wasn't. They were locked down on the boat, and nobody was supposed to leave the boat. But he went overboard and swam to shore and uh, got back to the U.S. somehow. And it was a big story because he violated their international curfew. He wasn't supposed to do that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, okay. he, he, he was a cruise ship worker and, and still is. And uh, and we'll be back doing it, I I'm, I'm suppose, when COVID's over. So that's a connection. I'll, I'll ask him about it, though, if, the, if there's a, um, a cruise line that features music that will take them to one way to Hawaii and for and let them stay for a couple of weeks and perform and then come back. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great deal if, if you can pull it off. Um, yeah, absolutely. The, the, um, I don't want to call it myth. The, uh, the, the idea around family and sibling har harmony. Now it seems so easy and it seems so perfect with sibling harmony. When I hear it, uh, is it something you have to practice? Is it just because uh, living together and, and being in a family, your ears are more in tune to that person? What's, what's the secret? Do you have to work at harmony or does it just come naturally? We do have to work at harmony, but I think it does come a little bit easier um, because we are siblings. And on top of that, when we do work on it, then it 
uh, it blends really well since all of our uh, our vowels and everything are kind of the same. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, Tessa and uh, Tessa's a lot of our harmony parts. It's pretty easy for her and I and even Graydon to just hear and like do a third above or below. But if we want something like super tight and um, more impressive, then Tess usually messes around on the piano and finds Graydon and I specific parts to sing that we memorize to go. So, uh, so on those road trips when you were in the uh, eleven passenger uh, van, uh, were there a lot of spontaneous harmonizations going along while you're driving along? Well, yeah, especially to some of our favorite songs, yeah. like you know, there ain't no rest for the wicked. <laughs> well, you know, the biggest thing when we when we would drive for twelve hours in the van is yodeling gets old really, really fast. <laughs> Listen, it's better if I do it when, unless he tries to do it, then it gets really old. <laughs> you don't want to hear him yodel. I, I was just going to ask him if he wanted to try, but you just ruined it. Um, I, I'm telling you, I'm a fantastic yodeler. Go ahead, Graydon. But, but Go yeah, ahead. You have to pay for it. So... You know, one of these one of these shows will put some yodeling in of me doing the yodeling, and it's gonna just blow people away. Yeah, it's gonna make them want to leave. <laughs> I, I there is a paper uh, paper view model in here that we could actually make that work if if we had to do it. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> there you, you go. I, I don't know how popular it would be. People would be asking for their money back. <laughs> right. So, um, in closing, I now I I've had mamaswranglers.com up there, and uh, for uh, because most of the people are on the audio side, I want to uh, spell it out. And the other one is firelightbarn.com, all one word. Now, uh, is people want to go to both of them? Why? Why two websites? Do they need two websites, or because uh, I'm a little confused at this point? Well, so Mama's Wranglers, like Graydon explained, is more about just the group. And so that was our original website, and that was the only thing that we had. And so if people wanted to know what we do or how to contact <laughs> us, they would go to Mama's Wranglers. We are going to add some additional information on there so that people can. And, and you can go to Mama's Wranglers and find Firelight Barn from there. But we will add continue to add some more things on Mama's Wranglers where people can um, tune into our two song showdown, our, our virtual shows or, or things like that. Um, but Firelight Barn website was created when we opened the dinner theater. So the dinner theater portion of what we do is Firelight Barn. That's wow. the name of our, our dinner theater. Okay. Both of the links will be in the description. Now I, I'm looking forward to when COVID uh, breaks to be going out to Las Vegas. Anyway, I, I would love to uh, meet you guys and actually do an in-person interview and maybe tape some of your show for, for a future broadcast. I hope that would be okay with you. Cause I, uh, I, I find what you do, you know, very unique and, and uh, interesting in that not many people are, uh, you know, thinking outside of the box when it comes to entertainment like uh in today's world or thinking doing unique things like this and i think you know you have something here that uh most people should find interesting and and really uh relate to in, in a lot of ways it's all timey and it, it's it's very feel good fam family oriented uh good times and, and clean <laughs> clean entertainment which you don't find a whole lot of anymore in, in right. today's society so uh, i appreciate what you're doing and i wanted you to know that uh, all right thank you. thank you 
I thank you guys for coming. Any final thoughts before we say goodnight? Nope. I don't think so. Uh, one more time with the yodeling, maybe? <laughs> Here we go. Green gave me an, an idea. You're going to have to pay me now. <laughs> the first one's on the house, second one. <laughs> uh, we can do a PayPal directly to you. <laughs> nah. Um, let's see. Uh, I'll just do... Um, there you go. Hey. What? Did I, that work? I, that was wonderful. Oh, what happened? Oh. 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 <laughs> With your We're camera. So here, sorry. Why wow, you, you yodeled the picture right out of? <laughs> I was so impressed. <laughs> I'm pretty impressed, too. I have to say, I, I am very impressed with all of you. And, Mama, you did a really great job with this, with this bunch. Congratulations. Thank you. You, mu- you look mu- forward to meeting you in person. And, heck, when you get here, we'll put you on the stage with us. So be prepared to play that saxophone. Well, now, <laughs> now, now I'm not coming. You have to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thank you, guys, for, for being part of the show. And, and I wish you great success. Hopefully we'll meet somewhere down the road. Sounds good. good. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Good night. night. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Put Me in the Story. Put Me in the Story creates personalized books for kids by taking best-selling children's picture books and well-loved characters and allowing you to create personalized books that make your child the star of the story alongside their favorite characters. Save 25% store-wide when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code SAVE25. We're also sponsored by Lovely. Lovely is your online stop for modern, irresistible, and affordable women's clothing. Never before has dressing yourself been so easy. Lovely's carefully curated selection of apparel, accessories, and outerwear are always on trend and always available at the web's best prices. Lovely is dedicated to delivering high-quality clothing to women that will make them look and feel their best. They believe every woman has the right to dress well and shouldn't have to spend a lot to love how she looks. They make it easy to wear outfits you love every day, giving you the confidence to take on the world. Lovely.com summer fashion trends are now 40% off, starting at just $5.99. Get an extra 18% off when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code JFT18. We're also sponsored by VaporDNA. Founded in 2013, VaporDNA is the premier online vape store offering an industry-leading selection of electronic cigarettes, e-liquids, and accessories. Their friendly and knowledgeable customer service team is always ready to provide the best customer service experience to ensure you find what you're looking for. They guarantee their products to be 100% genuine and at the lowest possible price. They're so confident in their selection and customer service, they offer their customers a 45-day refund policy. Save 20% when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code ORIONQ. Mama's Wranglers, folks. Uh, really, really cool stuff there. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, I hope you'll go to both the websites. They're both 
in the description. You can click on them and uh, check out their stuff. If you're in the Vegas area, definitely uh, check out the Firelight Barn. Uh, and uh, uh, Tuesdays and weekends, I believe now is the schedule. Schedule's on the website. Check that out. And, uh, you know, support them. Support this uh, kind of cool, new, uh, cool, old-timey, Renew <laughs> entertainment. I hope you enjoyed this program. Hope you got a lot out of it. Hope you come back and subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Tell them to come back and subscribe. And go to minddogtv.com and find out when uh, uh, we're going to have other great guests on. And sign up for my mailing list. And all questions for, and comments for me, always info at minddogtv.com. Info at minddogtv.com. Now, as I mentioned, we have quite a week lined up here. Uh, tomorrow, Rocco Romanella, who is a uh, former CEO of UPS and a lot of big companies, who's going to be talking to us on the business edition at 1 p.m. tomorrow about team building. And then tomorrow night at 8 p.m., we have the great comedian Steve Bluestein will be with me. And then on Wednesday... Uh, we don't have a daytime show because that would coincide directly with the presidential inauguration, and I'm not missing that, folks. And then uh, at 8 p.m., Don Smith uh, from This Life, That's Life broadcast with Don Smith, and uh, we'll, he's a comedian, owner of a comedy club out in Ohio. We'll get to talk to him. And it's just a great week. From there on, we have some other great guests that uh, I'll be telling you about as the week goes on but looks looks like a good exciting week i hope you join me for the rest of the week i'm glad you came tonight thanks for coming uh have a great night and see you tomorrow bye for now those three words you said were meaningless so don't you wait for my reply Don't cry. Don't.